All right, what's going on? Welcome into College Football Tailgate. Uh, just a quick reminder, all of these games are time-stamped for when we actually dive into the handicap. So uh, you can access this by finding the show notes on whatever platform you're listening on, and you can uh, get all of the exact timestamps there. Uh, Will and I like to go on and have fun talking about the bowl games and the themes and the Pop-Tarts and all that kind of stuff. But if you just want to get to the actual meat and potatoes, the actual handicaps, check out the timestamps, and that'll get you on your way. So uh, enjoy today's show. We'll talk to you soon right here on College Football Tailgate. And we're back. Back in the Woos Media Studios. Merry Christmas. By, by the way, Merry Christmas. How was your Christmas? Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. It was fantastic. Yeah? Got to spend it with the friends and family. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, as I've mentioned on the show before, my sister's uh, daughter, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> My niece. It was awesome to see her. It was her. It was her first real Christmas because she sure. uh, her birthday's early December. So that was fun. See everyone. It was. It was. She's great. online enough to uh, appreciate the fun stuff, the presents, the shiny things online, on like, the tree. like on Twitter. No, like you know, like I mean, a, a three month old won't won't even know what Christmas is. But is that what you, you know, said she's online. Enough? Yeah, she's like online. Mm. Her her brain is functioning. She's like you when you look into her eyes, you can see she's. Uh, the power button is on. Look, the brain, her her brain may be functioning better than 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 mine at this point. So I mean, it's a fresh brain; hasn't been tainted by any kind of uh, extracurricular activities yet. How was your uh, Christmas? It was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. very mellow. Uh, got you know a couple of nice gifts. Um, there you go, some nifty gifties. Yeah. When do you guys? I was curious, by the way. Mm-hmm. Do you open? Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? So Allie and I, uh, for a couple years now, we've done our gifts on Christmas Eve. Uh, just kind of a tradition that started, and we've continued it. So we do that. And growing up, we always did Christmas Day. Sure, but yeah, Allie and I do Christmas Eve. Interesting. Yeah. And how do you like that? How's Love how's it. the experience changing Love from it. that? Love it. You like Christmas Eve for opening? Pre- Is there something about opening presents at night that you like as opposed to in the morning? So okay, if I'm going to be honest about that, I kind of prefer morning to night in that aspect. Okay, morning's a little fresher. You got your coffee. Sure. You know? Excitement. Oh, you starting sm- the day off smell strong. The cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had cinnamon rolls. Yeah, you got to go cinnamon rolls. So, so I do love the morning, but the night's nice because now you got your your cocktail, your beard stay. There we go. You're winding down the night. Diehards obviously on. Um, it's it's a little bit more romantic, if you will. Sure. Uh, so and, and you know we we like to give each other gifts, so we also can't wait. We're like, let's just do it now. So, I like that. Yeah. I dig it. Well, Merry Christmas to uh, the Waldie family. M- Merry Christmas to producer Smitty. He's uh, out of the uh, the studio today. Out of the office. He's out of office. Uh, potentially has Ebola. Is that what I've heard? <laughs> I think I think we found out that he might have Ebola. So yeah. uh, thoughts and prayers to Smitty. No, I, I, what I is kid, it, of course. What is uh, what is Ebola? Ebola. Uh-huh. It's like if. COVID was actually as deadly as we all thought when it first started. It's like uh, it's an extremely deadly viral disease. Mm-hmm. It's I, I think it's similar to like an influenza, but basically once you get oh, it, here. almost everybody dies. Maybe Ryan has one of these. I looked up, uh, this came up online on the great internet that we have. This should be fun. Made up disease names. Ooh. Uh, Real or fake diseases? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> gastric ejections. That uh, uh, could be one. <laughs> sounds gross, but Discreet okay. Discreet itching. <laughs> I don't know what that, what would does that be. mean. I don't know. I mean, is is most itching really like overt? What's the idea? What about with... uncommon laughter? <laughs> so this is what you just burst out laughing at when things aren't funny, just randomly. That's, that sounds just like Tourette's, basically, so. <laughs> right? Uh, bloaty head. <laughs> 
That sounds fake. You yeah. made that up. Well, I made bloaty head. Up, yeah. Well, maybe Ryan's suffering from one of those. Who knows? Bloaty head. I hope he's not suffering from the bloaty head. But we got lots of stuff today. Now, here's the thing: is, is our we're recording on late on a uh, Wednesday night. Sure. But our bet board game, Oklahoma State, doesn't kick off for another 45 minutes. Right. So we could be recording while we find out Texas A&M takes the lead. We likely, <laughs> we likely. <laughs> We'll be recording during some big stuff. So let's get some bed board games out there. And since Ryan's gone, since Ryan's out, uh, I'm on the the stu- I'm in his seat because someone has to run the show. Sure. So the I ones got the buttons. I got the buttons. Oh boy. Now, there's a couple here that I don't think he hits a lot. Sure. This one just says ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Fitting. Okay. Can throw that in for a. This one says mustache. Has he ever played one like mustache related before? I mean, not that I can. No, I can't either. He's okay, not big on buttons. Let's see what this is. It's only four seconds long. Let's see what this is. You have a fine, vigorous mustache. You clearly come from superior stock. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, why was that even loaded up into the soundboard in the first place? I, I don't. I have know. to imagine you load up all these sounds, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know what happens behind the glass, behind the uh, behind the desk where our ones and twos guys sits. I don't see that side of things. So all these, this is a Woos Media podcast, and all these get uploaded to a Woos Media database that sure. we can pull from. So all these have just been kind of thrown into a big cloud. So at and some it's a point, whole bunch someone was talking about mustaches, and you were like, "Ooh, no!" That, I think it's from a from a TV show. I think this may be from like uh, Bob's Burgers. Well, or right, but I mean, like you loaded it onto the soundboard. Yeah, it got loaded up by one of us. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then last one. This is going to be common for me as we end the season. I win again, just like always. <laughs> you you had that I one like ready that one. for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, you are. Uh, what are you? We're tied on the bet board, right? Or are uh, you, you yeah, know, we're tied. Yeah, we're heading tied. to tonight's game. We're tied. Unbelievable! Yeah. Unbelievable! Let's go. Let's go. Tax and gig them. But yes. we're breaking down bowl games. We have mm-hmm. two podcasts uh, coming up to to cover the remainder of the bowl games. Yep. So I I have a very good feeling, Tower, that we're going to have some bet boards here. We better have just some. based off of you know the games that are left. Where what I know about you, what you know about me, well, what you think you. you know about me, and what I really know about me. You know what everyone as knows far about as you? What? I see something that looks juicy, and I want to have it. And there are, in fact, some juicy <laughs> lines, so that is very true. Should we uh, should we just dive right in? Um, before dive. we do, let's, dive. let's plug the Patreon. Join the Patreon.com, patreon.com slash tailgate. It's $5 a month, a ton of extra content, all of Tyler's power ratings. I believe, Tyler, you have, what, 130 power ratings up there currently? Uh, yeah, all, all 133 teams. And actually, just today, this afternoon, I did an update because for all the remaining games from, from the 28th on, there's a lot of news that's been released in the last news. week to two weeks. So news. there's so many teams who have changed five to six points in the power rating. So it's important if you do have access to the Patreon, go check out the updated ratings for the uh the matchups that we're going to talk about today because the numbers for some of those games have changed. So if you're not a member, you can check it out at College Football Tailgate. And uh, stay tuned. Not really sure. This is our first year doing it. Stay so tuned. we're working our way through this first year and what this is going to look like. So uh, Things are evolving. Evolving very much so. So we'll, we'll talk about offseason here in the next couple of podcasts. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, 100%. Okay, uh, we go straight to the Thursday games. Tomorrow, Thursday the 28th, uh, we start with the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Now, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here. I don't even think that you're a big sushi guy, but my instincts would tell me you're not a wasabi guy either, love, even if you are a sushi guy. Okay. Uh, love sushi. Okay. Love sushi. Uh, you got to do sushi the right way, obviously. Sure. But Do you like wasabi? A little? That depends, okay? Because wasabi has been so... 
dumbed down and Americanized in so many different establishments. Oh. It's very, very tough to get good wasabi. I don't know if a lot of listeners know this. So you want the legit shit, the spicy stuff. If it's stuff. good, legit wasabi, yes. Most wasabi that you get in a lot of common Chinese restaurants, Fake? at least in America, it's, uh, it's a very... Uh, condensed horseradish with food coloring. No shit. Yeah, so most people really. You're telling me I've been eating. Of, I've been getting fake wasabi. Most most of the time, I would assume that yes, that is the case. You have been uh, getting some fake wasabi. Oh That's, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's like I hate to break this to you. Oh, this is earth, right. this is shattering my entire world right now. Right, right before such an important bowl game, but that's the case. So. Oh my gosh! I, I just went to Google, and it, the, one of the questions was, "Why doesn't America use real wasabi?" Yeah, it's very the tough. Very to find. first sentence says, "In fact." You likely have never eaten real wasabi. Exactly. This is blowing my mind. So that's kind of a loaded oh, question. I now want to try real here, wasabi. So. Okay, so just American wasabi, the fake shit, the horseradish. No, I don't do it. You don't do it? No. Interesting. Okay. No. Well, we have. Uh, do you think? Do we think the wasabi Fenway Bowl is sponsored by real wasabi or fake wasabi? <laughs> that's the question. We man. might have to send some Too investigators real. in to do this, the yeah. FBI. But we have the wasabi Fenway Bowl. It's early. This is uh, 11 a.m. Eastern. Love it. Nine, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific on Thursday. If you're, you could watch this before you go to work potentially. If you live in California, um, we have SMU versus well, Boston College here. If you live in California, here. are you really going to work? Wow, you're. <laughs> I was taking digs at the West Coast. R.I.P. The Pac-12. We love our California listeners. Um, SMU versus Boston College here. <laughs> <laughs> that was loaded up. SMU, he loves the buttons. <laughs> SMU minus 10 here uh, against Boston College. The game, of course, at Fenway Park. More football games and baseball stadiums. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, Boston, Massachusetts. Sounds like there could be some inclement weather here that could affect this game. Of course, outdoor uh, stadium for Fenway Park and Boston College. A bit of a home field advantage here, Tyler. 10-point favorite for SMU. Now, they're the 11-2 and two team here. Boston College, of course, not very good. 6-6 six and six in the ACC. Barely won a bowl game. Um, 10 points is a lot, though. And especially when you're talking about, uh, I believe the total is 47.5. So it is up to 10 for sure? Uh, I believe so. Let me, uh, let me look at the consensus. Hang on one second here. But uh, is this a bet for you? Looks it, like it is. It is. Uh, I'd say ten and a uh, half, even some places. Yeah, it's up to ten and a half. Let's give it out at ten for the audience right now, because I do not have a pick here. Okay. Um, but I'd say ten's a fair price right now for us to give out. So here's the thing: uh, Boston College, they're losing a lot in terms of the actual number of players. The quantity of players is high, but the quality, I don't think, is that very high at all. So there's eight total transfers, none of which I believe have a big enough impact to really impact the number that much. Uh, they also they're also going to lose their cornerback uh, Jalen Cheek because he got hurt the last game of the regular season and mm. I don't believe he's going to be ready to play. So here's the thing with SMU: SMU is one of the top teams in the nation for player retention. No one's leaving. They have one notable transfer: their tight end Nolan Ma- uh, Nolan Matthews Harris, who had 127 snaps this year. Outside of him, no one. I mean. It's amazing, and obviously a lot of this has to do with them going to the ACC next year, a lot of players coming on with a lot more talent coming on board too. So big news has obviously been quarterback Preston Stone. He got hurt for the season. Uh, This was early on, right? Or not early on. This was late in the year. uh, November 25th, Preston Stone got hurt, and that kind of shocked this team initially, but they played well without him. I mean, Kevin Jennings, the backup, went 19-33, with one touchdown, two picks against Tulane in the AAC championship, which they won. 
not fantastic showing by him, but remember, Jennings is much more of a running quarterback than than Preston Stone. He had 15 carries for 63 yards, Jennings did, in the AAC ship, and only got sacked once. So I expect him to be a big part of the rush attack this game, and the extra time is only going to help the true freshman quarterback who has those big shoes to fill. Uh, great news in Dallas recently. I just mentioned, obviously, you know they're going to the ACC, really excited about that. Uh, they just signed their head coach, uh, Rhett uh, Lashley to a extension. Lashley, yep. Lashley, excuse me, to an extension. So he's staying. Nice. Positive news. Yep. On top of that, um, the money's piling up. A lot of people coming forward for the SMU fund. It's quickly going up there. You know how it works? There, there's a fund. There's like one big fund for all these schools. Sure. And SMU has gotten a lot of uh, donations recently. So. Oh, yeah. A lot of money in that Dallas area, baby. A lot of good stuff. The and Pony they, Express is back. Yeah, they, they really want to finish the season strong. So, I mean, it's a lot of good stuff going on for SMU. And Boston College, again, I mean, not that much to be excited about, but they're not losing a ton on, on that uh, side for them either. So, my one question for SMU is, is this like a look-ahead spot? <laughs> I know it's weird because it's <laughs> the last game for of the, the bowl season. Game. Brent can't hold anything back now. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, is it possible that they're like, yeah – Boston College, yeah, we're wrapped up in the AAC, and they're looking forward to next year with all these new players coming on, kind of distracted. Right. Is my spot going to get taken with uh, what could be a flashy SMU program uh, in the next couple seasons? But let's talk about this soaking wet elephant in the room, mm. okay? Because they're supposed to be, you mentioned it, steady rain, yep. expected all game long, winds 10 to 50 mile an hour with gusts up to 20 mile an hour. So, uh, miles an hour. So despite Kevin Jennings, the quarterback again, the backup who's going to play for SMU, despite him wanting to run the ball more and be more of this rush, you know, rush attack, I still could see what could be a sloppy game. So I think it may be tough for the Mustangs to pull away from honestly a Boston College team who I think themselves match up well in this weather forecast. Boston College is 19th in the country in rushing yards per game. It's not a good matchup for the conditions. So that's why the game has come down. My power ratings do have this closer to 10.5, 11, but after the adjustments, I agree with the maybe like 9.5 or so. So I, I, I actually, the power ratings have it closer to what it is now, but I just think Boston College, if the weather is what it is, the way they play, maybe it's just Could like the, the, them. the teeniest lean ever, but SMU is a good team. So. Should be fun. Yeah, no, no pick though. Pass for me. Okay, fair enough. If I had to bet it, I would lean SMU minus ten. But you're going to see a trend with me. I don't. I, I feel like I'm going to be favoring a lot of underdogs in these bowl games in general. But I would lean uh, SMU minus ten points as well. We move on to the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Hmm. You ever? Yeah, I've never heard of Bad Boy Mowers, but I tell you what. I wonder if they're like. Here's what I picture in my head when I picture Bad Boy Mowers. They look like Harley Davidsons, but they're. You know, they're lawnmowers for your yard, but they're designed really cool. And it's like, yeah. I'm a bad boy. They're, they're super nice mowers. They do have like the individual classic suburbia like looking ones. Sure. The riding mowers. Or no, whatever. no, no. Just the push ones like the suburbia push ones. Right. Okay. Where you're out in your front, front lawn. But those are about uh, 750 bucks. Uh, real expensive, you know, high end lawnmowers. They, they do Ooh, have a do lot of cool. the, yeah, they do have a lot of the rider riding ones, though, like where you can get in, race them around. They're all orange. That's what makes them bad boy. No, I, they, none of them really look like Harleys per se, but they do look cool. Looks like a uh, 
If you were like a motocross guy, this would like be a, the the mower you would ride. Like a carrot with blades. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a a transformer carrot. Um, yes. Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, of course, the game at Yankee Stadium in New York. Another big fat thumbs down to football games and baseball stadiums. Um, we have Rutgers, the home team, the Bronx, New York Rutgers. A lot of uh, of course alumni in New York City being right across the uh, the bridge in New Jersey. Against over Miami. To, over the bridge. Just over the bridge or through the tunnel and a train, all right? Um, <laughs> Miami, the Hurricanes, 7-5. and five. So we have, you know, a, a classic blue blood program here against a Rutgers team that is really excited to get to this bowl game, right? So currently Rutgers, I believe the consensus is around two, two and a half tower. Do you know what the consensus would be so uh, favored here? You can get... Two at BetMGM, DraftKings, PointsBet. You can get two and a half at uh, your FanDuel's, your Bet mm-hmm. Rivers. So you can find any out there. I'd say two, two and a half is very widely available. Um, I do have a play for this game. Okay. Uh, I will be taking the minus two, which is widely available. The in Rutgers. The Rutgers Scarlet. Scarlet Knights, baby. Uh, would you like to hear my handicap? Please? Yes, please. Let me hear. So, going to be another rainy day, another rainy day in the, in the northeastern Bronx. United States. Now, not as bad as the weather as the first game we talked about, but still, 70% chance of rain. What they're saying in the fancy weather terms is, should mm. be scattered showers. Scattered showers. That uh-huh. is a fancy term. It is. Uh, and it's in New York. This is home cooking for Rutgers, of right? Course. So, everyone who's going to go to this game, which ain't going to be many they're people. They're going to get a slice on the way. They're going to get a slice, which we had before the show. Nice yes. slice of some New York pie. Exactly. Exactly. And, yes. And, uh, and they're going to go cheer for Rutgers in the rain. So, big game for Rutgers, as you mentioned. Uh, Greg Schiano wants to win, been very vocal about that, wants to finish the season strong because they, remember, they lost a couple games to end the year with that very difficult end of the year uh, schedule they sure. had. So they want this game the Schiano, man. to finish strong. Big news, couple key players uh, announcing they're returning next year, none bigger than Kyle, uh, running back, Kyle uh, Monagai. Yep. So he's back next year, back for this game. A lot of positive, I like betting on these teams with positive mom- uh, momentum and want to end the season with a win and don't have that many distractions. Rutgers fits that bill, so... And honestly, I believe that not many people paid – well, let's face it. We got the, some diehard fans. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people did pay attention to Rutgers football. But let's pretend you didn't. They're a much better team than you may think. They did have a very tough schedule this year, which is, again, why they last lost the uh, last four games against Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, and Maryland. But overall, I still have them 53rd in my power ratings. And after the adjustments, everything you know given – what we're dealing with heading into this game, I think they're still a clearly better team in the power ratings than Miami here. So let's talk about the Hurricanes because they're losing a lot of big names, a lot of big transfers, a lot of opt-outs, including two offensive linemen, both their safeties. Obviously, you know, Tyler Van Dyke's not going to play, so Ja'Kari Brown getting not his first start of the year, his first action of the season. First action. Getting his first snap. First time getting out on the field. Yeah, of the year. Uh, Again, long list of opt-outs as well as the transfers. So two different attitudes in the press conferences and the interviews. You know, Rutgers is hungry to end the year with a win. Miami kind of seemed, I'm not, look, when you're distracted, you're not saying, yeah, you're not Bill Belichick, yeah, we're on to 2024. But but you can tell. You can tell the the excitement in the program, the way the coaches and, most importantly, the players 100%. talk when they get behind the microphone. So at the end of the day, we're talking about a cold bowl game in New York. I don't think Miami really wants to be there with what we've seen. Rutgers absolutely does. We'll take the Scarlet Knights minus a two in this kind of pseudo home game. Love it. I'm on Rutgers as well. 
Um, I love the motivation side for Rutgers. They're motivated for this game. They want to play. Miami doesn't. You said it. Like, all the players are out. Um, We've already seen that um, Mario Cristobal, like, you know, they've struggled this year in games where they're supposed to win. They've lost teams they're not supposed to. Um, I think this Rutgers team is tougher than than what their record shows, too. Like, they've been a good uh, a good team against the spread this year. Um, I think all the signs are pointing towards Rutgers. It's weird to think that they would be favored against a Miami team here on a neutral site. But, again, uh, even laying the two and a half, I feel uh, comfortable in Rutgers. I think they're going to smother the Miami offense and uh, and be able to move the ball enough to score. So we're both on Rutgers in the bad boy mowers bowl, baby. You know how Ryan has his setup back here? Sure. I think, you know, if I were him full-time back here, I would want to move the buttons, like the the knobs, not the buttons, the knobs, closer to me. You want the knobs closer. Well, you know, it's the old Jerry Seinfeld joke that when you're in the passenger seat and you look at the speed limit, the odometer, it always looks different than where you're actually going, right? For for how fast you're going, sure. for how much gas is left, because you're looking at an angle, right? That's mm-hmm. the thing. No, 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 you're wrong. You're looking at it from an angle. Same thing here. I can't ever tell how loud you are because I'm looking at the knobs from an angle, so I don't know... You need the knobs directly in front of you. I do. It would be much easier for me. So move... But couldn't you move some no. of the screens There's around so or no? so much shit in front it's of me right much, now. And I if can't. we start moving things, cables could get disconnected. Ryan would be upset. It's a dangerous endeavor. Ryan would be very upset. Yeah, well, shout out to Producer Smitty. This is his territory. <laughs> it is. I You're know. sitting in his seat, so we're going to let him run it how he wants to run it. Yeah, that's fine. I just... I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on his home turf right now. I'm just telling you my, my limits with uh, my production. By here. the way, live update. We're, uh, Tyler mentioned it. We're recording this on Wednesday night. We're recording this during a couple of bowl games. West Virginia just went up 30-10 to, to 10 on North Carolina. That's going to be the first leg of my amazing guaranteed winner 11-leg parlay that we were talking about yes, earlier. Yes, yes. I, I had a free bet for $5. I went, I yellowed it on, I yeeted it, as the kids would say, mm-hmm. on an 11-leg uh, parlay. The first one is West Virginia minus 6.5. Mm-hmm. They're up 20 now with only eight minutes to go, so that's looking pretty good. And the next one, the Louisville uh, Southern California game just kicked off. Louisville scored on their first possession. Let's go. USC marched down, missed their field goal. So uh, seven nothing. Louisville's got the ball back. Just some live updates as we go. And for the listeners who have been with us for a long time, you may think that I would condemn Will for making the eleven team parlay. No, I'm past that. I actually go with the uh, with the old Seinfeld uh, bit, which of course I have the button in front of me. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, so you can make your parlays. Look, it's my pocketbook. It's exactly. not yours. Okay? Exactly. Um, but you know what? Can I actually push back on that real quick? Sure. What's going to happen when so many bad bets like that keep getting pushed into the market is the lines are inevitably, inevitably going to change because over mm. the course of te- the market it, it, will adjust the free hands. Yes. If this moves, if this happens for 10 years, what's going to happen is DraftKings and all these places are going to say, why don't we just charge minus 120, minus 120? They right. have no price sensitivity anyway. Right. And that's going to price me right out of a job. Very true. I, I barely even looked at what the odds were on each individual game as I built that 11 leg. So, it was so, a $5 parlay with 11 legs. But, it could have been minus 150 or minus 110. I, I would, it wouldn't have changed my opinion. But the thing is, there's millions of those going into the market every day, right? Mm. So everyone says it's only 5 bucks, but it totals up to these people lining their pockets being rich, and it totals up to me not having a job in the long run. So actually, sure. it's not my direct pocketbook now, but uh, somebody's pocketbook. Maybe we'll live long enough to where pocketbooks come back, and we can use that term as a way to hold your money. But yeah, yes, I mean, look, that's how it does impact me. Uh, what's in your pocketbook? Yes. What uh, that be? Uh, we should bring that back. We should bring back sure. pocketbook. Yeah. By the way, the second leg in that parlay, just so you're curious, is Rutgers uh, against the spread versus uh, Miami. However, I got them at plus one and a half. There's been a lot of movement in that game. Juice, um, a lot, juice, lot, right there. A lot of juice, juicy, juicy, uh, juicy numbers. Juicy juice. We yes. move back, or we move on. Excuse me. Two. 
the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Or sorry, we we already broke down this game. No, why, we didn't. Why, yes, we did. We broke we broke down this game uh, last week. Yes, we did. Sorry, I uh, I lost my spot here. Give me one second. Well, we move on. Now we got it right. Two, <laughs> the Pop Tarts Bowl. So oh, excited for this. Uh, okay. Great sponsor. Great new sponsor. New bowl. Have you seen the trophy? Because well, you told me about it. Well, yeah. no, that's first of all, the live mascot the will be edible. Trophy, yeah. But the trophy is a football trophy that has two toaster slots in the top and they stuff two, two Pop-Tarts in there. Just like the whole thing is a toaster itself. Mm. It's an amazing trophy. I've, I'm, uh, I'm now, uh, I hope the Pop-Tarts bowl stays forever. I think it, it's already more elite than the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I want there to be a Pop-Tart Bowl every year forever and ever and ever. Okay, I have a hot take, though. Okay. Uh, number one Pop-Tart is the Cherry Pop-Tart. Yeah, that is a very hot take. Yeah, Gross. I know. Yeah. Very disgusting. No, I also like the S'mores Pop-Tarts. Oh, those are great. Love the S'mores. Yeah. Um, but have you seen the trophy? Did you Google it? Did you give it a goog? No, hold on. I'm not done with telling you my approach to Pop-Tarts. Oh, okay. The, Sorry. The ultimate Pop-Tarts, though. If you want the... I said number one was cherry. That's not true. Number one above all is so, the unfrosted cherry. What? Yeah. Why are you? You're just saying things to piss me off. No, I'm man. not. No, no, no. Unfrosted is the best. Because after unfrosted it, yes, cherry, yes, those yes. those are the two worst <laughs> things you could pick out of all the pop tarts. No, I disagree. I because like frosted why? is nice. What I would love is a pack that had one frosted to every three Stop. unfrosted. Stop this. It's too much after the whole thing. This so is I like for me. There's not enough frosting on it. There's like a half an inch around the perimeter. They don't frost, and it always pisses me off. There's a reason for that. No, I I disagree. I, I, unfrosted ah. cherry is the way to go. I that made me so upset. By the way, USC just scored seven seven. Um, well, there you go. Wow. Okay. Anyway, I'm trying the, to rattle you before you handicap. Pop tart. Yeah, it may have worked. So pop tarts bowl. We have NC State, the Wolf Pack, against Kansas State here. Uh, the Camping World Stadium, of course, the host here in Orlando, Florida. Weather looks great. Currently, Kansas State two and a half point favorite here over NC State. Looks like you can get it two in a couple of places, but two and a half. Is the consensus here total of 47 and a half? Now, Will Howard for Kansas State won't be playing. Lots of got players out for Kansas State, but none bigger than Will Howard. Mm. Um, NC State seemingly like a Dave Dorn has his guys fired up. You don't have nearly as many transfers here. I I, I would like NC State money line in this game, Tyler, let alone plus two and a half here. And I love Kansas State. You know how much I respect uh, Coach Kleiman and, and this Kansas State program, but without Will Howard. And with, you know, with I, I feel like NC State's going to be motivated here. Uh, give me a reason why I shouldn't take NC State plus two and a half here. No, I mean, I'm on them too. I'm actually kind of frustrated because I want some bet board games here. And you seem to be on all these sharp plays because I think NC State's for sure the side. I'm so sharp. Uh, for this one, I like to trigger my Keith Jackson. You know Keith Jackson? Whoa, Nelly. I, I don't think I know. Whoa, I don't think I know Keith Jackson. Oh, you got to look him up. Okay. He used to be a sports announcer. That was okay. his thing. But that's what I think when I see all these transfers. Kansas State, though, is hit really hard with this. They're yep. losing, like you mentioned, Howard. I don't know if you went through the list, but I'll go no, through it quickly. Just Howard. Not player by player, but two running backs, three receivers, a great edge rusher, cornerback, uh, Will Lee, safety Kobe Savage. On top of all that, one of their best defensive linemen is injured. So this is going to be a completely new Kansas State team, and I'm not sure how much they're invested in this game. They had higher aspirations than this. Sure. I think NC State's got a lot of advantages here just in terms of the personnel. Now, they're missing a couple pieces. Okay? They're missing two wide receivers, and they're missing their center, Lyndon Cooper. Lyndon Cooper's a very good center. But aside from that, nothing that I think is going to impact the line or the game too much. A couple defensive pieces also hit in the portal, but like I said, no big impacts. 
after all the adjustments, I've got this game closer to a pickup. So oh, really? I think we're getting two points of value here Love with it. NC State. So uh, let's not also forget how good this NC State defense can be. 14th overall FEI and really match up well with so many backups playing for Kansas State. So again, I know we mentioned weather, occasional rain over under that is steadily falling for a good reason. So we'll take uh, NC State in this game. It is a play for me at plus two and a half. And there's an edible mascot. So the winner, the winning coach is apparently going to take a bite out of the edible Pop-Tart mascot. I don't know what this is going to look like. The trophy is electric, by the way, but... I don't like that. I want to see what this looks like. How edible, if if it's one giant Pop-Tart they're in, if it's just the edges, you know, it's... Here's one thing I'll tell you. If they're going to make an edible mascot, it will uh, guaranteed 1,000% not be unfrosted cherry. (laughs) <laughs> okay, they, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't subject no, a coach but, to well, that. Look, I'm not going to argue with that because cherry, uh, the frosted pop tarts, their look. It's probably going to be a white frosted, like because uh, strawberry is their number one seller. Mm. I, I like the go, apple cinnamon one, or not apple cinnamon. It's like uh, maybe it is apple cinnamon. I think maybe apple cinnamon. It's like uh, brown, no, brown sugar and cinnamon. That one's amazing. I think that's what it's called. Wow. All right. Super. Now yummy. I'm hungry. Yeah, hungry. Uh, well, we just had some pizza. There's more up there. I'm hungry for some sweets, though. Next up is the Valero Alamo Bowl, baby. San Antonio, Texas, the Alamo Dome. I This this is a matchup I'm so excited for, Tyler, and I'm excited to hear your breakdown specifically because we have the Arizona Wildcats, the hottest team coming out of the Pac-12 besides Washington, 9-3, uh, and three, incredible year for Jet Fish, going up against the Oklahoma Sooners, who, if a couple things break differently, they were in that Big 12 championship game. Uh, really, uh, again, a really good second year for Brett Venables. Currently, Arizona is a two, two and a half mm, point favorite. It's, um, uh, I think it's all we, over the place. It's one and a half at some places, man. It's three in other places. It is. I think we should give it out at two. Two? I think this is, yeah. Okay. Uh, is that because you're taking the Arizona Wildcats, baby? No, that's because I want to be fair to the audience and give out what Too's I fair. think the line's going to be at when they listen. Because there's nothing more frustrating than us giving it a team out of like minus two, right. and then everyone goes to the line that's minus four. Now, that's not right. something we can control. Of course. You know, the best but we it's can a do lame cop out to be like hey exactly but the best we can do is is to give the most accurate line now sure. and what we think it's gonna be for that okay. so, so i think that, but it's th- by the way it's only three right now in in one spot which is okay. Bet rivers it's two and a half everywhere else and it's one and a half at FanDuel. okay so total of 59 and a half around 60 somewhere in that area yeah um i am taking arizona this game oh wow the yeah. cats baby i'm taking the cats here uh minus two um, and it's it's interesting because there's been influential money on both sides. The the people who I follow, there's been good money on both sides here. So uh, both sides seeing something here with Arizona and Oklahoma. But I like Arizona for a couple reasons. And to me, the handicap comes down to one team going all out to win with nearly a full roster who's already underrated, in my opinion, against a team who will not be nearly as motivated with nine impactful transfers or opt-outs. Now, I don't need to go over every single OU opt-out, but there's lots of production that's going to be gone, especially on offense. We all know about quarterback Dylan Gabriel, okay? So that's 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 the obvious one. But yeah, gone, to, lot, gone to Oregon. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of other pieces as well. Marcus Major, running back, 215 snaps. Dylan Smothers running back 33 snaps. Offensive guard Caden Green 568 snaps. Offensive guard Savian Bird 181 snaps. Offensive guard Nate Anderson 36 snaps. Defensive lineman Kevin Gilman 47 snaps. And safety Key Lawrence 
398 snaps. It's a lot of production that OU's missing. You look at Arizona, and it's a, it's a small list. Not yep. that many players, and only one impact player, their left tackle, Jordan Morgan. So, um, look, in terms of the personnel, I think Arizona was right there. I mean, look, we're not talking about a team that was going to compete for the conference in the Pac-12 this year, but certainly exceeded most people's expectations. And they're one of the teams who actually rose the most this year in my power ranking. So Arizona is actually a very good team. Bringing back all that talent, I think that they're going to have a good showing. Going up against an OU blue blood team, this is a this is the biggest game for Arizona in a long time. For 100%. OU, I'm not sure if it's the same thing. So this season, let's talk some FEI numbers. Now keep in mind, this is regular season, so obviously things have changed. But just to give a reference... Uh, Arizona, FEI numbers, offense, number 11 in the country, defense, number 32 in the country. Oklahoma, number 7 offensively, number 21st defensively, again, in the regular season. So I just think we see Arizona really show a lot this game. Again, they get to play freaking Oklahoma. They're going to be excited. OU, more apt to look towards the offseason, the transfers, the recruits. I mean, look, Venables, he's been talking about that all week long. It's been competitive for with, with OU and that recruiting trail heading into the SEC. So a lot of... Can, a lot of a lot more opportunity for these distractions with the, the Sooners. So we'll take Arizona, minus two. Yeah, I mean, look, I love it. My heart wants Arizona so badly. Like, I love their – they're a super fun team to watch, by the way. I'm a fan of Jed Fish. He coached on the Michigan coaching staff, so I was familiar with him before he went to uh, Arizona. Um, fun – like, a, a, a good roster. Again, like, their quarterback's awesome. It's uh, – um, uh, Fafita, right? Fafita. Fafita. Fafata. Come uh, on, pretty mama. <laughs> but what worries me, and again, I, if I'm going to pick this, yes, I'm going to pick Arizona to cover. What worries me is that, like, how often does the Cinderella team that's like a smaller program that hasn't exactly, like you said, they're so excited to play a blue blood like Oklahoma, like how often is this the the moment where, you know, the Cinderella turns back into a pumpkin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that how that goes? No, it's not Cinderella that turns back into a pumpkin, yeah, but her, her, her glass <laughs> carriage or her fancy uh, horse buggy carriage turns back into a pumpkin. I get you. It was uh, on Halloween night. When, say that. <laughs> when, when, when the clock strikes midnight, right? Um, that's when the spell ends. And so that's what worries me. If I was going to bet, like, I think that if I was going to go with my brain, my brain would say, you're going to give me an opportunity with Oklahoma as an underdog against, you know, an Arizona program that's unproven for the most part um, with a lot of time to prep against, you know, a good defensive team here uh, with, with Brett Venables. However, like you did mention, Dylan Gabriel is gone. They're going to be starting um, Jackson Arnold. He's a true freshman. Uh, he's super talented, by the way, like as a five-star guy, I believe, but it's still a true freshman in his first like real start here in a big moment. Sure. sure. Um, I, I won't make it a bet board. I'll 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 say I'm leaning Arizona minus two and a half. I'm so excited to watch this game, but I'm very wary of this being the pumpkin moment for Arizona, and I hope I'm super wrong. Let's go Arizona. Okay, fair enough. Uh, should we thank Skillshare real quick? Yes. If you want to support the show in any way, obviously our Patreon's available for five bucks a month, but you can also sign up at Skillshare and use our promo code Tailgate. Skillshare is a really cool website where you can take classes in all different kinds of unique things that you may not even think right now. It's kind of like when I got my uh, AirPods. I got these like wireless headphones, and I didn't know I needed them until I got them. They're, it was a great purchase. Okay, Same thing with Skillshare. It's a great purchase that you don't know you need till you have it. Here's some of the most popular classes of 2023 uh, heading into the new year. 
Beginner's Guide to to Animate Fun Social Media Reels in Adobe After Effects. Mm. That's like one specific class that a lot of people could use. Build that social media following. And that's one of the more popular ones, right? There's another one, The Art of Storytelling, an Intuitive Approach to Editing Slick in Adobe Rick? Premiere Pro. Does Slick Rick teach that? I don't know. No? Who does. Okay. Uh, Notion for YouTube Creators. There's one on... Uh, uh, sketching and drawing. There's one on cooking. There's a gardening one. Outdoor gardening. There's all Love kinds that. of classes you can take at Skillshare.com from professionals, current uh, uh, professors, all kinds of people in their field who are teaching this at a professional level. So check them out online, Skillshare.com. Use promo code TAILGATE for up to 30% off either your first month or your first year. Yeah, I mean, use the tailgate. You want to support the show. Don't be a sucker. Don't go sign up for it. Not use our our, our promo code. Got to use the promo. So uh, that's what you should do. Help support the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we move on now, Tyler, to the Friday game. So all those games we just broke down are on Thursday, tomorrow, the twenty eighth. Now we move on to the Friday games, December 29th. We start off with the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, baby. Uh, Jacksonville, Bowl. Florida, Everbank Stadium. Uh, looks like good weather. We've got Clemson versus Kentucky. Love this matchup. You have the Blue Blood uh, College. Well, now they're like a modern Blue Blood. I don't know if you would. Does Clemson qualify as a Blue Blood, like based off historical stuff, or are they just now like they're a 21st no. century Blue Blood? No, I don't think they're Blue Blood. They're what, just what good color recently. is their blood? They're. What's, uh, what, like, what, I only know the Blue Blood category. Are there other categories? I would say purple blood. Per, yeah, purple because it's in between blood. red and blue. It's turning blue. <laughs> purple blood. Okay. Yeah. Plus, they, they wear purple. It's a color of theirs. Oh man, brilliant! Yeah. They're, they have. They're both purple and orange blood. Yes. Um, Clemson, uh, eight and four, going here against Kentucky. Of course, uh, seven and five team in the SEC. And right now, Clemson is a four point favorite here, Tyler. And similar to, I mean, similar to the games we talked about, similar to a lot of the games that we're going to be breaking down, a lot of transfer portal noise, guys sitting out games. However, that tends to, that's skewing much more on Clemson's side for this game. I think Kentucky has a little bit more buy-in with Mark Stoops, even though he may or may not have flirted with wanting that uh, A&M job uh, before the end of the year, potentially. But he's staying at Kentucky. I believe they signed him to an extention as well. Uh, currently, Clemson four-point four favorite here. I'm leaning Kentucky here, Tyler. Where are you coming out? Total pass. Total pass for me. Um, I really like Clemson when I was looking at a lot of this, and then as of the last couple of days, it is confirmed they're going to be missing, missing some key pieces, Yep. Uh, especially on defense, because Clemson's defense is how they've won this year and how they're going to win a game like this. Uh, let's see, overall in the country, number four, FEI defense. Very, very good underrated defense for Clemson. Wow. Uh, number five in the nation in terms of the actual passing yards allowed per game. And they're 30th in the nation in uh, rushing yards allowed per game. So they're good in all those stats. But as we mentioned, three players gone. I do wonder what they're going to look like. Look, I will always lean Dabo. So I guess it's a, just a teeny, teeny slight lean towards Clemson in a bowl game where they get to play an SEC team that right. may be a little bit wounded, right? So Dabo gets that chance to bolster that SEC record, head into the offseason with that SEC feather in his cap, or if you want to get graphic, scalp in his hand. and uh, That's pretty graphic. It, very graphic, but you know what? It's sometimes how this how this sport goes. So No doubt. Um, very, very interesting matchup here as well because – Cade Klubnik may want to, or may, well, he always wants to, they may have Klubnik air it out a little more than we're used to seeing Clemson do. Uh, Kentucky, real efficient in defense in most metrics, but they're 87th in the country in passing defense, total passing defense. So if Clemson wants to go vertical, put in more of that in their scheme for this game, 
maybe try and catch uh, Kentucky off guard. What that's going to lead to is more points, more possessions. So I'm maybe lean over here as well if both teams are going to move moving the football because Clemson doesn't typically want to do that in the regular season. It's a different game, different style, different approach. And Dabo's going to be loose here. You know, Dabo's that kind of coach. I think he's going to have fun with his players. Um, yep. wh- where's this game being played again? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, baby. It's the Gator Bowl. You know, there's a lot of stuff to do in Jacksonville too. Yeah, you know, sure. so, Beach so, it up. Yeah, I think they may beach it up. Tiki bar. You know, I'm the kind of person who, when I go to the beach, I like to be the tourist who wears the shirt that says "Life's a Beach." You know, that's me. I don't even like the beach. Maybe they're doing that. That was a joke. That that would be a. uh, That would be a. If you wore a shirt that said "Life's a Beach," I'd be concerned about you. (laughs) I'd be like, "Oh no, Tyler's going through it right now." Oh yeah, maybe. (laughs) I don't like the sand. Is the thing. The beach is okay. It's the sand I don't like. Okay. But anyway, I think they're going to be doing that, right? I think they're going to be relaxed and having a good time. But at the end of the day, I like Dabo in this spot. See, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn. So I'm leaning Clemson, but Kentucky, you know, they're missing fewer pieces. Like you mentioned, more of the roster is going to be there. And uh, I think it comes down to the feeling in the locker rooms. What is each team's feeling right now? And I don't have that. I don't know what that is. So it's a pass for me. But uh, I guess it's just ever so slightly lean Clemson. So this is an ever so slightly bet board game. Like, uh, we won't count it for any points. No. Maybe we'll count it for point zero no, one bed board games. Absolutely not. Because I'm leaning uh, Kentucky, you're leaning Clemson. Absolutely so uh, and it will have no effect on the bet board outcome. But look, if Kentucky covers this spread, I'm going to rub it in your face. That's all I'm saying. Well, you can already do that. That happened in one game. It was uh, Minnesota Bowling Green. You lean Minnesota, I lean Bowling Green. We didn't make it. Minnesota covered. That's right. So the Gopher. Shout out, uh, shout out PJ Fleck. You missed Ro- your chance. Roll the boat, ski you mom. You missed your shot from the crow's nest. Uh, <laughs> next up, we go to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. They're great. Uh, the Sun Bowl. Now, man, I'm so, first of all, fantastic matchup on paper, right? We have Oregon State going up against Notre Dame. Eight and four, hot pack 12 team against the Notre Dame team, which started so hot, uh, started to burn out as they got towards the end of the season. Currently, Notre Dame is a six-point favorite. Again, on paper, this seems like a great matchup. However, we have more than 20 combined starters on both teams here that decided to have opted out or have entered their name into the transfer portal. Sam Hartman, uh, the quarterback for Notre Dame, he's, he's preparing for the NFL draft. Uh, DJ Uyunglele for Oregon State, he's in the transfer portal. He's going elsewhere. Uh, Oregon State's second quarterback, by the way, Joined Jonathan Smith over at, at Michigan State. Jonathan Smith, the head coach for Oregon State, is gone. Um, and it's weird. Their defensive coordinator, Trent Bray, who was promoted head coach, isn't coaching He's not the, the interim head coach. How weird yeah, is that? Yeah, it's really weird. I, like, it's it's a very weird setup. If he's going to be the head coach, just give him the reins. I don't know. I, like, I wonder what's happening there if maybe they don't want him being the head coach because they want to like be preparing for other things, like whether it's you know scheduling or recruiting as – Oregon State doesn't really know what they're going to be doing next year, but it's weird. It's very weird. Uh, of course, the Sun Bowl game being played in El Paso, Texas. Notre Dame is a six-point favorite. I wanted this game to be Notre Dame versus um, you know New Mexico State or Notre Dame versus you know Fresno because what I wanted to do here, Tyler, is redeem my my uh, my handicap from a couple of years back that I never got to see come to fruition. I was going to bet blindly against Miami in the Sun Bowl because I knew that. These Miami, Florida boys do not want to spend time in El Paso, Texas. Sure, but no one on the no one on Oregon State or Notre Dame wants to spend time in El Paso, Texas. So it won't factor in. There are negatives for both sides, um, and that, I, I think that could have a reason why a lot of players are opting out. No one's excited about the Sun Bowl, unfortunately. It's a really cool stadium, by the way. It sits, it's tucked into the mountains right there in El Paso. It's really pretty, um, but 
when you have teams where you're losing so many players to either being on the bench or the transfer portal, what I lean towards is Notre Dame has the continuity with the head coach. Marcus Freeman is still there. Jonathan Smith is gone, right? And who has the better backup players? And that's the obvious answer for that is Notre Dame. They recruit at a much higher level than Oregon State. They've been recruiting very well the last couple of years uh, with Marcus Freeman and, of course, the end of, of Brian Kelly. And so if you're going to have massive you know, players out on, on both teams, on both sides of the ball, um, I'd be leaning towards a team that I think is going to be able to replace those better or those players at a higher you know, quality of, of player. And so um, for all that reason, I, I would lean Notre Dame minus six here, Tyler. Yeah, I hate to go two in a row here, but it's a total pass for me. Uh, way too much chaos in this handicap. This is silly how many players are out for both teams. It's completely new rosters, it seems, for both uh, squads. I mean, yep. I would maybe, you know, Lean under? No, 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 no. Go go with Notre Dame because at this point, Marcus Freeman, at least the staff's there, their attention. You right. know, you may have some momentum here. Oregon State's a brand new – everything's new with the staff. So yep. I don't like that lack of continuity. So just too much, though. Too many missing pieces for both sides. This is the downside of bowl season because sometimes you get situations like this where I think it's comical how many players are gone. So I'm not about to put my money on either of these teams or in this situation. So Pass. Okay, he passes. Um, yeah, I I just like I think Notre Dame has the the horses better, and the the total by the way is forty one and a half, so small total, and I don't think people are expecting a lot of points, so that all makes sense. Uh, we move on to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, uh, being played, of course, at Liberty Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. We've got Memphis uh, home team here against Iowa State. And interestingly enough, Tyler, a 9-3 Memphis team that's playing in Memphis, essentially at home against Iowa State here, Iowa State's a 10.5-point favorite. Now, is this are we just seeing a mass exodus of players at Memphis? The head coach is gone? Like, what's going on here? Is this a bet game for you? No, no, it's not. And my power rankings actually have this around 10 because, yeah, the downgrade from, from Memphis. Uh, they're, they're missing two offensive linemen, two of their best offensive linemen, and you know, aside from that, I think that both teams are going to head in with some sort of continuity here. Look, Iowa State's just a good team. Like, I think that all year long they've Shout been out cre- Matt Campbell. They've been creeping up those power ratings. The great Matt Campbell has this team that really should have had one win this year. You know, uh, what seven wins? I seven mean, that's five. hugely. No, by the way, I'm joking with that. Uh, but, but I think they did have a good season. This is a power ratings play because Memphis got slightly downgraded. Iowa State got maybe slightly upgraded at the end of the season. But look. They were a team that all year was climbing up in the power rating, sneaky favorites, you know, in several games. And I, this makes sense to me. I think they're a better team. I think they can wear Memphis down. And the only thing I wonder here is, you know, this game is being played at Memphis's home stadium. Did you mention that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's usually a positive, but Memphis is the road team in this matchup. So they're going to be in the visitor's locker room. And so Interesting. it's going to be they this. They actually make them do that? Yeah. So it's going to be this bizarre experience. Just because it's huh. your stadium, right. you still go through all the normal protocol. So the away team gets the away thing. So it's usually like this good experience. I think it's going to be weird for those players to be doing that. So overall, I don't have a play here. I, I, uh, I do think it's going to be a great matchup. I think Memphis may hang in. But over the course of 60 minutes, I think Iowa State could pull away here. So I understand what the number is. I get it. I get the 10, 10 and a half, but no play for me. Okay, fair enough. I would lean Memphis plus 10.5 here. Uh, again, I just think that being in their home stadium is going to give them some advantages, uh, familiarity for the players, Not a, even though they're in the road. Locker room, everything else will be normal for them. 
uh, in front of you know a lot of home fans as well. So I would lean uh, lean Memphis ten and a half or plus ten and a half. Excuse me. Uh, and last but certainly not least, in fact, one of the the bigger marquee matchups that I'm really excited to watch. We have the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic now. Typically, this would be a New Year's Six Bowl, right? And we would include it in our next podcast. However, you know, they're splitting these games up kind of in funky days. So even though it's the New Year's Six Bowl, it's being played on Friday the 29th. We have Missouri versus Ohio State here. This game, of course, at Jerry World in, uh, in Arlington, Texas. And currently, Ohio State, a three-point favorite here. And this line has been all over the place, Tyler. At one point, Memphis was favored. The Missouri. The, yeah, right. Thank you. Missouri was favored. Now uh, the money has swung back in favor of Ohio State. I have a feeling that you're going to be betting Ohio State here, Tyler, um, and that this could be our first bet board game because I like Memphis, especially as or Memphis. Why do I keep saying that? Missouri? Why do you like Memphis? Uh, I I like Missouri as this this line keeps creeping up. Like I I liked them when it was closer to money line, and I like them even more now with Ohio State being the favorite here. Uh, this line available anywhere between you know two and a half and three, but three seems to be the consensus. Um, I like Missouri plus three here, Tyler. I think that the motivation is so much more in their favor. I think Brady Cook will be by far the best quarterback in this game. Of course, Kyle McCord transfers out at Ohio State. He's at Syracuse now. Devin Brown is going to be the starter for Ohio State. This is a guy that got beat out for the starting job, by the way, by Kyle McCord. And somehow, you know, there, there's media out there trying to say that, you know, they're excited for seeing Devin Brown. And maybe he'll look great, but I, I just don't see it. I think that Ohio State's going to struggle to move the ball. Marvin Harrison is there. He wasn't in pads practicing recently. There's still it's kind of up up in the air if he's going to play. Ultimately, I think that he won't play. I think he's gonna sit out as he preps for the draft and he doesn't want to get injured. Um, but you know, a lot of players have transferred out from from Ohio State, and I think that this Missouri program is just right now a rocket ship in the positive direction. Ten win season for them, really a big year. I think Missouri's excited to play this game, and I think Ohio State is not excited at all for this game. So I like Missouri here plus three towers. It's a bet board game. It is. Whoa. Oh, whoops. <laughs> so it's not? <laughs> no, it you, is. You hit the rim shot soundtrack. Well, I thought that. No. Hold on. Oh, here it is. That's <laughs> 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 fun. Well, so one's cha-ching and uh-huh. the other one's ba-da-ch. So it's such. Uh, oh, the CH is in there. Okay. There you go. Just say that? rim shot. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it should. It shouldn't be an onomatopoeia <laughs> of what the sound is. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah, so uh, I am on Ohio State. The reason for the line movement has been—boo—boo. The reason for the line movement has been a lot of these players for Ohio State that were going to transfer are, in fact, coming back. And Marvin Harrison is one of the players who uh, you mentioned. I think he—it wouldn't make sense. He probably won't play, but he might. He definitely might. I think it would make sense for him to get ready for the NFL. I mean, he's going to be like a top five pick, so I think that'd be stupid. But. There's a lot of players like like uh, uh, Travion Henderson, Kate yep. Stover, JT Tui, Tui Molo-Au. Molo-Au. He's going to play. JTT is the better way to. Yeah. A yep. lot of these players are coming back and said they were going to play, hence the buyback with, with Ohio State. So I actually understand the money on both sides. Um, no, the, the reason why it's going to be Ohio State here for the bet is I do think that we disagree on the motivation. I think Ryan Day is really upset with what happened at the end of the year. But they weren't close enough, like Georgia or even a Florida State, to where it's going to impact their motivation for this game. I think they're going to be all up for this game. And they have the chance to beat an SEC team that I don't think is necessarily overrated, but 
this isn't your classic number nine in the country SEC right. team when I Very compare them to the SEC teams of the past, the you know, who were number nine. Now, I have Missouri like right around eleven or twelve in my rankings, but still that makes up five and a half points behind Ohio State. I have this line given the fact that McCord's gone. This doesn't include Marvin Harrison. If Marvin Marvin Harrison plays it comes up to up to six. But with all these key players that as of today, the twenty seventh, we know that they're playing, my line's five and a half. So I know that we're inherently saying with all this that Kyle McCord isn't worth that many points. And Will, you mentioned it that the backup, you don't think he's going to look that good? Right. I do think that he's going to look good. Hmm. I think that there's going to be a lot that they put in. And these bowl games, what I love about these bowl games, the same thing with uh, one of the first games we broke down where the you know with the freshman quarterback, it, it only helps when you have time. Right. And with Ryan Day, this extra time to prepare. And I think that they know whether Marvin Harrison is going to play or not. It's not like they're going to find out when we find out they know. So they're scheming all this up. Apparently, he has a good practice, but I know everyone's excited to see him, but like, think about it. Of course, everyone's excited to see him. He's Ohio State's next quarterback who's going to start next year, presumably, right? Probably not. I think they're going to the transfer portal. For, that, that's the thing and, is and, I don't think this guy will be – And they certainly Maybe might. he competes, though. And they certainly might go to the transfer portal, but I know that they've been talking about this kid all season long. He was right there behind McCord as a possible go-to. And we knew that, that Kyle McCord didn't look great all year. Like, I don't think the draw... My point is, whenever you look at the backup quarterback and what they're worth, it's always how good are they relative to the starter. And I don't think the drop-off's going to be that much because I think McCord True. is not that great of a quarterback. So I think we have to consider how much is that drop-off. And I think Ohio State on their roster has a lot of good talent despite no doubt. what that may mean. So they put them in a good spot, good situation. Look, all these big, big games... It's so funny. Like, I look at last year, TCU, Michigan. I look at all these big games where one turnover seems like it's like this end of the world momentum shift, and it's every play is so big. And it's, it's just kind of about withstanding that and going play sure. by play and down by down. And I guess I just kind of trust Ohio State to do that with three. Three is the key here over the course of the 60 minutes. So we got a bet board game. I'm on Ohio State. Will's on Missouri, not Memphis, Missouri. And the spread Give is me three. the Tigers plus three, baby. I yeah, love that. Yeah. That's our last one of the day, too. And we get a bet for it. By the way, live uh, live update. USC scored again 14-7. Not loving that if you're on the Louisville side like I am. So uh, 14-7 Southern Cal and uh, Miller Moss, the third-string quarterback for uh, for USC already has 135 yards passing and two touchdowns. So, turns out Riley uh, Lincoln Riley pretty good at at making quarterbacks you know uh, able bodies. Who do guess? Shocking. Um, follow us on Twitter at CFP underscore Pod. Join the Patreon patreon.com slash College Ball Tailgate. We'll be back with our second version of this uh, uh, with the rest of our bowl games uh, here in a couple of days. Thanks for listening. <laughs>